Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And he's old. And I'm young. But we're both cute. You're listening to a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. <laughs> Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again. With your host, Nick Scopes. And the Gregolicious. You know how we do, because you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty About get jitty Cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty And we make shit sound so damn pretty Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy And right now you're in the mix So get ready Cause we about to get it poppin' And we ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered, unhinged This the man Johnny Dialogues Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Gregalicious. And today, our guest is best-selling author, as we'd say model, stand-up comic, owns her own talent agency, was Whitney Houston's husband. No, I'm just kidding. Bobby <laughs> Brown. <laughs> All right. That was a bad hey. intro. I, like I that. tried. I was like, I couldn't narrow it down. I was like, I'm just going to say everything that comes to my mind. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that you guys your singing prerogative. your intro? Oh, the song you're talking about? Yeah. Is that y'all? It, uh, is, it could it, be. It, Badass. It, in a different lifetime, it, it might be. <laughs> okay. we, we'd have to really transform. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, that's one like for the column. Um, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I am good. I mean, as good, I guess, as good as you can be in times like this. Fucking world's gone crazy. Yeah, yeah so, just a little bit. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm here with Nick. I mean, couldn't be crazier than that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it could always be crazier. I mean, I'm yeah. sick of watching the news, honestly. I don't even watch oh, it anymore. No, I, I stopped in March. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And I just want to say to the cops out there, like, everybody has a fucking camera nowadays, bro. Like, what? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like maybe they've always been that way, but nobody was always filming. I mean, somebody has a camera everywhere, yeah. all day, every day. So people need to remember that. Um, <laughs> thank God that wasn't the case when I was in my 20s, though. Oh, my God. Same that would have been thing. great. Yeah. I I have a two teenage boys and I, I'm like, you have no idea the, like, you just, you guys are so fucked. <laughs> like, right. you can't, like you can't yeah. do anything without someone, even by mistake, capturing yeah. it on tape, you know? Yeah. Like, you're busted just, all day yeah, long. Busted. Yeah. Like you, busted. you think you're yeah. safe. You're not safe. No. Uh, yeah. I can't no. imagine like, you know, the era that, you know, you came up in and, you know, we're around the same age, uh, maybe yeah. exactly the that like if there was this amount of cameras rolling up and down Sunset Strip in 1987 80, I mean can you imagine like I would have probably been a superstar actually because <laughs> seriously I probably would have blown the fuck up who knows like that would have been my sex tape you know yeah, right you know it, it's right. it's it's actually really interesting like I have this theory um, that I actually wrote uh, an essay on like back I think right when I was in leaving college about how Beverly Hills 90210 fucked up like 
is responsible for the the oversexing of the country like at that time because up until that point like you didn't there was not like sex on tv geared towards teenagers didn't right. exist right and then all you know they they have their run Melrose place has their run obviously you know what came out of the the hard rock heavy metal scene out of the, the mid to late 80s yeah you know put you in to the the paris hilton sex tape and the you know, the Pam right. Anderson tape, and all, well, first Pam Anderson, obviously. And then all of a sudden, it's like, that's the road to fame. Put out no, a sex that tape. Was, that is the road to fame. Kim Kardashian, like, yep. you know. And FYI, the Pam Tommy sex tape was um, a, a pre-planned thing. He showed me the, the check he got biannually for that tape. That, yeah, sudden, sure. that like, someone stole from their really? house. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was a so, that was a film crew sex tape. That wasn't an yeah. accident. And if you think about it logically, it's like, oh, um, an interviewer came to your house through those gates, let you in, and you guys both like went to the bathroom or something, and he somehow found your hidden safe, knew the combination. <laughs> the tape said us fucking, and that's what they took. Like, if you think about it logically, it's like, come on, bro, nobody stole your sex tape and right. published it without your permission. So, I mean, it's so simple. I confronted him on it. He was like, check out the check. I was like, <laughs> and the check was like six figures. I wonder where but you could even we find talking. that nowadays. I wonder, is it still out there? The sex tape? The sex yeah. Tape? I, I don't know. So many people tried to rub that in my face after we broke up. I literally probably could play her part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nick, I'm so sure you've heard of that porn. It's pretty gross. Nick, you, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I mean, I remember when it came out, I absolutely bought it. Um, of course. At one of yeah. these sleazy, like, places. I, when I, where I bought it, I lived in Manhattan, um, and directly across the street from my apartment was yeah. one of these, like, not even, like, regular porn, porn stores. Like, the weirdest place like you'd walk in and it was nothing but white boxes with black and white photocopied covers of like weird shit. And the only yeah. thing they had in that store that wasn't that was the yeah. Tommy and Pam sex tape that was actually like a professionally done. <laughs> yeah, how is that professional? Like, you know, it has like the, you know, the Photoshop cover and everything. And yeah. I think that the creepiest thing about, I mean, I've seen a lot of porn in my life, but like the creepiest part about it was like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> no, I love you, I look like into each other's eyes, like, you know, and I was like, ew, that's such a turnoff for me. Like, no, I love you, your dick's so big. I was like, wow, <laughs> you literally would, I would go to a party and I would go to the bathroom and I'd come back out and they would put that tape on and I'd be like, oh, okay. So that was a time I mean, must, place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that had to suck just even, you know. Oh, just for totally sucked. I can laugh uh, about it now, but at that time, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, another piece of my heart being chipped away, but I tried to, you know, play it off by being a super high meth addict and weigh 90 <laughs> pounds and kick people's asses everywhere. So, you know. <laughs> Should have been in the UFC. That would have been cool. Hey, I wrote a book about it. It's all done. It's, but yeah, it was a hard time, but you know, we all live and learn, and, I guess. Right. And I'm grateful. And yeah, you know, I mean, every every everything's a lesson. Did do you guys yes. still keep in touch? Um, 
there's been a few times over the years where like I, I ran into him like a couple right. of years ago and we were like, Hey, like we were long lost. Oh my God. You right. know, right before he got with his last wife, um, at Malibu cafe, we ran into each other. And then if I ever email him with, you know, something, which is very rare, he always replies right away. Um, right. When my second book came out, I actually messaged Brittany Furlang because I think she's hilarious. I was like, girl, you need to have me on your podcast. You can ask me <laughs> anything you want and I'll fucking answer. She was like, that would be awesome. And that was before she probably told her husband that I had reached out to her and said, he was, I knew that was going to be a no-no. So right, right. that didn't ever happen. <laughs> but yeah, he was probably like, uh, no, that's not happening. So, but so yeah, I'm, I, I'm cool with it. I, you know, I'm like... Obviously, I'm a big fan of the era of music that you know we yeah. all love. Yeah. Um, even Nick, who's considerably younger than me, he 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 shares some of my love for some of my most favorite bands. And yeah. You know, but at the same time, most people aren't that close to the story, you know, of those things to really know, right? So my my you know question around the Tommy thing, which I really I didn't even really have down to ask, but since it came up, I would ask, like, how much time was there really, like? from the time you guys broke up to the time he was with her, it's documented that it's four days, you know, something like that was right. Is, until they got engaged and married, whatever, like, right. Is that accurate? Um, so it kind of went like this. Um, I moved out of our house because he was abusive and right. I was still very much in love with him, but also didn't want to bring my child up in the same kind of environment I grew up in. So even though I was still madly in love with him, I moved out, right? Because, you know, he choked me in front of my daughter and it just, it was a bad, it doesn't get better from there, really. So anyway, I move out and um, the whole time he's still pursuing me, showing up at my new apartment. So it was a tug of war of emotions, like him trying to get me back, me still feeling like I'm in love, but not wanting to be putting my daughter through an abusive relationship or me be in one. So... Um, it wasn't like we broke up and never spoke again and then he got married. So he was trying to come around and get engage me to like, you know, I'm so sorry. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, it hadn't even been a month that I had moved out of the house. Like I just moved into this apartment. Um, and then he came, I let him come over. We had a huge fight. He threw a wine bottle and it broke and my daughter started crying. So I thought she got cut cause it was red wine. And I flipped the fuck out, like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it for me. Um, and then four days from that day, he was married. That's insane. Yeah. And he had a mutual friend of ours who was, you know, one of our best friends, my, my best friend's boyfriend, who was his best man, call me with a play by play of everything he was doing. Like he wanted me to know um, he's on his way to Cancun to go chase Pam Anderson. They're, they're doing ecstasy on the beach now. Oh my God, they're applying for, you know, a wedding certificate. Like, and, and honestly, I thought this was all shit to like hurt me. Like I was like, okay, right. Like I really didn't believe that he was really getting married because he was literally at my house three days prior begging me to get back with him. So, um, then I got the call that they were just married on the beach in Cancun. I was like, they're good. They deserve each other. You know, like trying to play it cool. <laughs> hung up the phone, called the press, had a press meeting, gave them like a bitter, a little bitter party of one, um, gave them the information, 
the hotel they were staying at, their room number, because remember I had all the info. So yeah. I was at least going to try and ruin the surprise for them, you know, whatever. But it was, it broke, you know what I mean? It broke my heart. Like I only did one interview after that. And um, I can't even watch it because I remember just saying like, I'm never going to cry about this. And then right. I did the interview. I think it was like, uh, what was it? it was like those main interview, those big shows back in the day, like, something addition or whatever it was one yeah, of the accent. yeah 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 and when i saw it i only could watch half of it because i weighed 90 pounds i looked like i was a mess and i was a mess and i was i couldn't not cry and i was right. so pissed that i cried you know because i just didn't want to give him that satisfaction right. and then i just couldn't watch the rest of it and then there went the downward spiral in my drug addiction from there but um right. that's exactly how it happened Specifically, right. yeah. so uh, so, how do you go from you know being one of the most recognizable faces of like say the eighties, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Certainly for people that were into you know music, right? You couldn't. It was actually nineties, right? honestly, because I graduated right, right. high school very, in nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so the nineties. Cherry pie was ninety, so that was like on the it, very um, end. Cherry pie was. Um, Let's see, let's see, in 1990, uh, I think it was 90, wasn't it? September 1990. Yeah, September 1990. Yeah, 30 wow. years ago, 30 years right. ago, last September, like two days ago, whatever. Um, wow. It was 30 years. Wow. That's, that's wild. Wow. For those of you that missed that, she was the girl on the cherry pie video. Warrant, cherry pie, <laughs> that song. So if you like Greg didn't really describe, everyone knows well, that fucking video. This is who we're talking <laughs> yeah. to, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's... There's basically, you know, three very distinct images out of that time period. Obviously, Cherry Pie, the White Snake video, and the yeah. on Jovi Slippery When Wet image of, of the girl in the t-shirt. Like, though, like, if you're in anyone of the era of music, like, if they said, give me three things, if those aren't in their top th five, you right. know, like. I can name I another know. one. What? Uh, what was it? Rock the Cradle of Love. Remember that video? Yeah. Remember that was Billy Idol? I always thought that, yeah, that was after mine, but it was kind of cool. Rock the Cradle Love, that, I was in college when that song came out. Like, yeah. that was probably around the same time, probably around 1990. That yeah. was like Billy Idol's last grade. I was like, I was 20 when I did yeah. that video. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now I'm going to be 51 in two weeks, so. Right. Really? Wow. Yeah, my daughter's 28. That's unbelievable. I know, isn't that crazy? Time flies. God. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So Nick, now, how did you how did you go about to get like how did you get that video? How did you get Cherry Pie? Um, so I guess so. I was on Star Search, and I won more times in the uh, in any category in the history of that show. Oh, um, I won thirteen times in a row, and I guess Janie Warrant was opening for Motley Crue on tour. And they were watching it, Star Search, you know, back in the hotel room one day. And they were like, oh, dude, she's so hot, whatever, whatever. <laughs> they, they made a bet, like, who was going to, you know, get at me first. And I guess um, Warrant was coming out with a new album. And he hit up my agency to have me come for a meeting to, for the, about the Cherry Pie video. I don't go. I didn't show up. I blow it off. I'm, like, hungover. They call back the next day, they're like, she didn't show up. What the fuck? 
And so they gave me a second chance. I met them at Jerry's Deli. I walk up, I start eating off his plate to his horror because he hated that. I didn't know it. Um, and as soon as I walked up and they were like, you got the part, like pie. And so I was like, well, cool, awesome. And then that was it basically. So he saw me on Star Search and wanted me for that video. But the director, he just posted the other day, 30 years ago today, he, he talks about the whole process, which I had never read before about how he really wanted to use Josie Bissett, who was my roommate at the time. She was on Melrose Place, and he had used her in a bunch of other videos, and how they came about me and how I ended up being perfect for that video. He writes this whole long thing. It's like he posted it on the 30th of September, and I was like, wow, I never knew all that information, you know, but it was really cool. Yeah, so... And then That's from there, that was kind of like the launching pad. So what happened after that? Was that like your first big like gig for you where you were like, holy shit, this is everywhere. Actually, no, it was Star Search. Like Star Search. Nick doesn't uh, know how, how big Star Search was. Nick's, he has his, like has, his, I was born, I was born in 1988. So it was yeah. just. Oh, you baby butt. <laughs> um, Star, Star so Search was, was like, like, it was like one of the it was biggest like American. Yeah, tell her. Yeah, it was Amer- it was it was American Idol back America's in the, Got the, Talent. The, yeah. America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was everything. Like you could have a juggler was, on. Um, and- the spokes model. They had a spokes yeah. model competition, and um, yeah. So I won more times. I have a star on the Walk of Fame in Florida. It's really cool. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't win the hundred thousand. I didn't win. The but you're also. Show. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't just the Warren video. I mean, you were in a bunch of Warren videos, but you were. You were well, great white hurricane and the whole right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you please yeah. Um yes, I was um so I had done a few videos, like I guess MTV was all the rage back then, right? It was all yeah. about MTV yeah. and videos. So I had done like a times two video that they did like a cover of Celia. I was like dancing in a cage, it was brief. I did a Terrence Trim DRV video, I did a hurricane video, um, I did uh the great white two videos and their cover and then I did star search and then Warren. So literally yeah. the cherry pie video, I remember I hadn't seen any of the edits. I didn't even know. I just, you know, did my work, whatever, and then was waiting for the world premiere. Remember how they always pumped up the yep. new world premiere for Warren or whatever. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching the video and I'm like, holy shit, I'm in this video more than the people in the band. You know what I mean? It was a lot of exposure. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And that stayed at number one for like almost a year, like literally. And totally, I mean, yeah, I was on Star Search. That kind of put my face on the map. But like Cherry Pie, I will be the Cherry Pie girl till the day I die. You know what I mean? So. Do you love that? Like, do you love when people like use that as a weapon for you? There was a time where I was like, oh my God, I'm so sick of hearing about that. But that was like when I was, you know, 28 or something, you know, like entitled bullshit time of my life. Um, I'm super grateful because that's how people still know me, how people remember me, how people still want to talk to me. Like that, that was a great time in my life. I cherish that time, you know, and I'm super proud of it. And that video will stand the test of time. Like it's still got millions of views just in the last year it's crazy oh, sure. how some videos are timeless and yeah. oh he said she said 49 million in the last 10 years alone Damn. it's been viewed so i mean 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. You know, in a way. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I do so, look at that video and go, who is that? But, <laughs> uh, you know, still that's, you know, you can't yeah. compete with your former self. Right. No, no for that, sure. Cause for no, sure. God, yeah. even me, yeah. like 10, 10 years ago, I was like, I was beautiful. Now I have no hair. And, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Know? Look at pictures of like, where the fuck did that girl go, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Nick so, wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror and says, where the fuck did that girl go? Every- <laughs> you know what I'm I mean, there was there maybe was- a time I used to do this to my daughter and she'd be like, oh my God, mom, you're so sick just for fun i would go oh my god i can't wait till tomorrow today and she'd be like why and i'm like because i get better looking every day she's like oh my god you're so disgusting i just used to fuck with her all the time she's like i would be driving and i'd be like yelling at people like loser and she goes mom you can't you can, she's like 10 okay you can't call people that and i would turn around in the back seat and go right here I can. Yeah. Right? She's like, oh, but I was always joking. I'm never conceited. Yeah. But she was like, I yeah, thought right. you were serious. I'm like, no. But she has my sense of humor now. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you kind of have to have that sense of humor because I imagine for, and I'm sure to this day, but for a very long time, you couldn't go anywhere without, you know, people coming towards you for something, one thing or another, right? Yeah. So I imagine you've heard every single gross thing a guy could ever possibly say, and at the same time, get girls who are just insanely mean to you for no fucking reason. And you just have to have that thick skin. And the only way to really keep that thick skin is to be able to laugh at yourself and, you know, just have a good time, which I imagine is partly why you wound up getting into stand up. Right. All day, every day is a competition. Yeah. All day, every day, guys think porn is real. And, you know, but I think it's also just living in California because California, I feel like guys kind of get away with a lot more. I mean, look at like Weinstein and, you know, all that shit. I mean, he looks like a a claymation head rolled in cat fur, you know? He was like (laughs) a... I can tell you... Right? You want to hear he a funny Harvey like, Weinstein story? Not to make like fun. That's the not perfect to... description of him. <laughs> that was really good. So yeah. He, he lives, not anymore, he lived yeah. in the town right next to us where we are in Connecticut, right? So yeah. I, I took my son to breakfast one morning and he happened to be sitting in the booth next to us, right? And my son, who at the time was probably like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old, looks at me and goes, hey, I think that that's that famous director that lives in the right. town next to us. And right. I look over and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. And he's sitting in a booth by himself looking exactly how you just described. Right. Yeah. And he's eating coleslaw. All he's got on his table is the New York Times and a yeah. big bowl of coleslaw. And he's eating the coleslaw with his fingers, taking it out of the bowl with his fingers like this and eating it like this and then reading his newspaper like he's eating popcorn. But I'm he was sorry. Eating- I just got coleslaw. totally wet. Like. <laughs> me too. Me I too. I threw it up in my mouth a little bit and swallowed yeah. it. Like, it. I can't even imagine <laughs> that is something I cannot unsee. Oh, Your visual is I, like wow. Yeah. So I have a picture of it. I have a picture. Oh, God I took forbid. A picture Please don't. Please. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, so for example, yes, it was a very hard life. It was a daily struggle. Everybody there wants what you have, wants what you want, is competing, you know, will throw you under the bus. You know, like you never know who you can trust. Um, right. It's a very, it's very hard. And um, the guys are like, there's a zillion hotties every block there. 
you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, before everybody became famous and reality TV yep. and Instagram and social media, like you actually kind of had fame off of your merits and your talent. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was a whole different vibe and stuff back then. But yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a shady place and it's kind of hard. Like sometimes you, you know, if you, if you don't take it personal, that's one thing, but a lot, you know, being rejected every day, possibly yeah. for three straight months, hard not to take personal. You know what I mean? Your yeah. best friend you entrusted steals your entire wardrobe and is fucking your boyfriend, but trying to give you like, you know, tips on how to keep your relationship strong, shit like that. You know, yeah. just, I mean, I went through so many, you know, different ways of trying to cope, you know, yeah. with inauthenticity people who aren't sincere people who um are using you um to yeah. and I'm, i've never changed I'm, I'm always paying it forward i always support other women i always help anybody who asks for my help get them book deals if i got a magazine spread i would recommend you know my friend like i never competed with anybody just myself and yeah. i always always helped people always and um never really consider myself a celebrity ever. Like I'm so humbled by all of my experiences. And um, it's just amazing that, you know, it, it, nothing's changed there. All those people are still like that. So yeah. I still have like a handful of friends that I've known for 30 years from there, but like all of the other ones have literally broken my heart for real, you know? So. So let's, let's talk about your stand up because that's okay. how many how many years ago did you, when did you start to get into it um two years ago two years so Same. i yeah i my brother and his family moved away and my nephew was like the only thing that made me smile and i could see myself about to go dark uh-oh you have somebody calling and it's interrupting sorry um sorry sorry right. i really love to have this photo Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw myself like I could see myself like oh I'm shit I'm about to hit like face first you know and um, so I thought I thought that so I auditioned for the groundlings when I was in my 20s and I got on the second level with my audition and then I was dating somebody that told me I wasn't funny so I quit like an idiot and it was always on my bucket list so when my family moved away I went like I'm gonna start checking off the bucket list because that Three months prior to that, I'd fallen down the stairs and hit my head on a marble table, as you can see this dent in my forehead, and almost killed myself. The doctor said, had it been that further, I would have died immediately. I had black eyes for three months. And um, wow. your alarm is going off again. Oh, hold, on. <laughs> hold on. And, um, oh, God, dude. I just... Tabitha, you're fired. Just, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Seriously. One second, we're coming. Really tough. I'm popular. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Hold on, we're finding you. Here we go. Hi. Hey. Hey, it's not my phone. Anyway, so I realized, um, so I, I started taking classes. The teacher was like, you're ready. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. But after two classes, um, I, I went up like, and within the first month of me even trying, he was like, you're a natural. This is awesome. Um, I really thought that by doing comedy um, would make feel that void, but making other people laugh does not make you feel better, make you happy. You know what I mean? Like, so that was something I had to kind of learn. I, I loved doing it. Um, 
it's just, it's, there's a huge difference between being funny and making people laugh. Oh, totally. Two totally yes. different things. Yeah. Right? So that's something you learn. My whole life, everybody's like, you're hilarious. Yeah, I am kind of funny. Make, but make me laugh, right? It, like a whole different ball game, right? So yeah. I did that for a couple of years and I would just, you know, my teacher always said like, if you even put the rem- smallest amount of effort into your comedy, you could be fucking huge. Cause I literally never tried. Like I didn't even, you know, and then I had other comedians go like the first time I got up, like it changed my life. I, I knew that this is what I wanted and it filled something in me that I never felt before. Like I knew from that moment on that this was my, you know, my dream. And I go, I don't feel that way. And they were like, then it's not really for you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it when I want. I won't do it when I want. But I learned a lot about myself doing comedy and people enjoy my comedy. And it does kind of come easy to me in a way because I just tell my stories because I attract the most fucking wacky people ever. They say the craziest shit to me ever. Um, And I just tell the stories that actually happen to me. So um, that's how it makes it easy. But I never walk off stage going, God, I can never live without this feeling again. It didn't do what I was hoping it would do for me. But I do like it and, and I'll do it again. But it's, it didn't do for me, like, you know, my friend said, like, I just had to give up my whole career and just focus on comedy. I'm like, yeah. I so I do have a, I do have a question. Do I, I was yeah. watching sets you guys sit over me. I, what does a roll of nickels smell like? Exactly. It kind of <laughs> smells like, this is what a roll of nickels smell like. It smells kind of like, um, have you ever, like, put your hand in a bunch of change? Yep. You know, like it's kind of like a dirty copper smell. You know what I'm saying? So does a roll of nickels smell different than a roll of quarters? Probably not. I just feel like it's (laughs) a smaller amount and it's (laughs) big enough to like have more smell than a dime or a penny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's got more really opportunity to attract a stink to it. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, because he's not quite worth a roll of quarters. You know right, right, I mean? right, right, right. So that's where I got that from because literally, I mean, I, I like I said, I attract the most bizarre, fanatical people, you know, right. whether on dating websites or in life. Like if there's some shit going on in the corner, that's like, oh my God, my daughter's like, it will suddenly be drawn in your direction. Grab your arm and pull you in. Like, yeah. I just have that kind of energy. So <laughs> it, that being said, yeah, I know what a man smells like when he smells like a roll of nickels. And it's not <laughs> something that's hot. It smells right. like you need a shower or something. <laughs> like, I'm certain my dog would lick you if you were sitting next to her. What if, what if, he's, what if he smelled like nickels and he ate coleslaw with his hands? Is that like a double whammy for you? I mean, I'm getting turned on just thinking about that visual. So right, right, right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like are so, fing- so are gross. Are finger guns always a bad thing? Um, I use finger guns as a reply to someone telling me they love me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the best response when I get like, I think I'm in love with you. I'm like. <laughs> Right. Have you ever seen that's uh you know? from New Girl? Have you ever seen that gif from the show New Girl? 
Probably not, but I have seen New Girl, and I like I mean, that show. That's literally one of the things that happens. She's in a limo and goes like this and drives away, and the window rolls. Really? Oh, I'm, oh I'll God. send it to you, the email. It's so funny. I use it all the time. <laughs> Finger guns are fucking awesome. I've been lately using this um, to my daughter. It's a slug that he really slowly goes, mm, and punches, <laughs> you know? And she's like, why do you keep sending me that slug? Because that's how I feel. Um yeah um but bringing it around to bringing all this around to the talent agency that's the reason why so i've always wanted to do this i just never had the right time to be like hey i think i'm gonna like pack up all my shit i've lived in la for 30 years and just be like yeah i'm moving back back home to louisiana right um COVID hit and i panicked i was like what if something happens to somebody in my family and i can't be there i'll never forgive myself like in the beginning when this came i was like and i i had moved into a place by myself because i had single white female too before that long story whole another day we can talk about this but um i was by myself and i just freaked out i just got in a car accident so i bought a new car and drove across country literally i was like fuck it it was very bittersweet but um, I just felt like this is the time I need to get with God and get with my family. I've done my career long enough, so I need to reinvent myself. And I thought about my career over all of these years, and I really wanted a safe place built off of integrity and honesty to prepare these people who think, I want to go make it and become a star and move to L.A. I want to hopefully hone them in here because I know what they're looking for and I want to save them from the sex trafficking, the Weinsteins, the casting couches, you know, all of that shit is very real. Um, Yeah, I won the most time on Star Search than any other competitor, but I didn't win the final show. Figure out why? (laughs) Think about it. Because I didn't fuck Ed McMahon. You know what I mean? I did. I've never said this (laughs) ever anywhere in my life. But that's right. the truth. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, I want to I wanna open an agency here, be brutally honest, get these girls, boys, people prepared before they go there. And so they know what to expect. You know, I can hook them up. I want to, you know, when I moved to LA, I was had spent thousands of dollars on um, photos um, and went to Barbizon. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, a, right. <laughs> what a joke that is. Um, I I went to Hollywood and they literally said, get a nose job, get a boob job, took my entire portfolio and threw it in the trash straight up. That was horrifying. I don't want anybody to ever have to feel that way or go through that or have to go through any of the things I went through and had to experience the hard way. So I came here and that's why I opened a talent agency here. And I want to help these people, prepare these people, give everybody a heads up before they decide they want to go to LA or New York, you know? And that's so are you focusing why just, are you, are you focusing mainly on talent from where you, where, where in Louisiana are you? I'm in Baton Rouge, but anybody could submit to my agency. I, I've so taken many. Zoom meetings. I've taken right. in-person meetings, um, you know, huh? Michigan. Michigan, Florida, Ohio, the UK even. Like literally, he, I'm gonna prepare these people. Go for like everything, acting, modeling. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because I know what they're looking for and what they're not. And I can, you know, just when somebody submits a photo, I can tell them honestly, you know, why this photo wouldn't work, what we would need to do to change it, 
you know, like just be honest with them and not brutal because God forbid, I wouldn't want anybody to go without any knowledge to LA or New York, like I did and like have to go down that rabbit hole. It's not, it's not necessary, you know, and it's hard. It's devastating. It's humiliating. It's, you know, addicting in many ways, you know, like I went through a lot of shit. I don't want anybody to think I'm a victim because I'm not, I made my own choices, but it's a lot to recover from. And, um, you know, I've spent 30 years just like kind of going through the motions and never really making it to the top, but I never wanted to part that bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, winning star search would have been great, but I can't imagine, you know, fucking rolling around into that piece of meat. I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? There's so many, so many horrible, sexual, gross images we talked about today in just 30 (laughs) minutes. Like we, Coleslaw and and McMahon. I'm going to gross you out. Like I'll leave you guys with a, with a final gross picture uh, image for you. Um, my daughter and I were talking about some guy messaging me like, you're so fine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, really? So my daughter and I go, look, I looked in the mirror the other day at myself naked and I look like um, a reusable 18th century condom filled with tapioca and mayonnaise. And she was like, oh my God. She's like, my ass looks like a bag of ghosts. I was like, we are both like, these were our descriptions. My daughter has my sense of humor. And that was how we left it. I'm like, if you think that's hot, then, you know, okay. <laughs> You've got another message. Okay, it went away. So anyway, but, um, this my daughter's like, could you be more distinct about what you're trying to portray? She's like, I don't think I get that image out of my head. I'm like, well, that's the point, so. Now, would you say, you said stand up, you did stand up, and it didn't really, like, fulfill you or change anything inside you, but would you say the agency and doing this and helping people is something that's fulfilling you? Um, I, we just opened last Wednesday. Oh, um, damn. It's, it's like new, the, new. <laughs> okay. It's like the new, new. It's new, new. But it's something that I've been talking about to people and my friends for like 10 years of like, one day I'm gonna, you know? So this is something I've been talking about for a really long time. So a lot of my friends are like, oh my God, you did it. You know? So it is very new. Um, like literally very, very new, but I have a feeling that it's going to blow up because I'm so brutally honest. I'm honest and I don't want to see anybody suffer, go through whatever. I'm still connected to major agencies in LA. Like they won't have to trail around to this place or that place and possibly get raped or, you know, cause that shit exists. That's a real thing. And it's, you know, it just is, it's who you know or who you fucked. And I want people to know me first. So it never has to get to who you fuck. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. what I'm hoping I can do here before people decide I'm going to go to LA and make it big. You know, I hope that, you know, the word gets out, this message gets out. Um, that is my, I just want to help people. And I think that I will be happy. And if I get to see the rest of my family who I haven't been able to see since COVID, but I'm here with my daughter and my mom and my stepdad. Um, but hoping to see my nephew, my brother soon, fingers crossed. But people are like, well, when COVID goes away, guess what guys, COVID's never going away. And like, until we accept that, you know, just got to stay smart. I feel like we're fighting two things, this sick, this virus and stupidity. You yeah. know, literally is way more contagious, I think. Oh my God. I, and I deadly. can't even, yeah, 
especially, right? It's just, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm trying to stay positive. It's like I said, it's been bittersweet, but I'm flying to LA to go film a sizzle for a reality series next weekend. So I'm, I still fly back and forth, but I'm really focused on getting this agency off the ground and helping people. So, That's awesome. and book them too. There's lots of production in New Orleans and stuff now. So, um, yeah, but yeah, this, yeah, it's new, but I still have my podcast, uh, Bobby and Sharice podcast.com. Um, you know, you can follow me across the board. What at Bobby Brown talent.com go there, submit, fill out your, you know, consultation forms. Um, you can read everything about it. I've been posting on social media at Bobby Dean Brown, Bobby Brown talent agency at Brown Bobby Instagram. And I have, still have my online clothing stores, bobbyjeanbrown.net. There's a lot of Bobby Browns, right? There's a lot of Bobby You got Browns. a lot of, yeah, it's, I'm trying. <laughs> Dude, I get, I get Millie Bobby Brown's Google alerts and I seriously start to run a hot bath and get the razors ready. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's starting me crazy. But um, yeah, there's a lot of Bobby Browns, for real. Yeah. Well, well listen, I mean, obviously have amazing good luck with the talent agency. Thank you. Uh, and we'll we'll post every single place people can find you. Thank you. And then we're going to have to definitely circle back to get that other story and like 10 other things we wanted to talk about at some point when you, when you have some more time. Okay. I would love to. And I'm going yeah, sure. to send you, I'm going to send you that finger guns gif. I'm going to find <laughs> you it. You do that. And I'm you sending do it that. to you. Is that because how we're signing I off? love you guys. We're going to sign off like this. <laughs> <laughs> all right Bobby. Right. thank you thank you very much tabitha thank so you welcome. back there tabitha, the tabitha get in here girl hey. <laughs> you got a bunch of messages you got to return yeah. <laughs> all right guys good luck bye, bye. Thank, thank you, you. Bye. happy birthday almost